Hello, people, and thank you for tuning in to All Things Guitars and Music podcast by Vapor Guitars. On this week's episode, on episode 13, I have the lovely, beautiful, and talented guitar player, Shani Kilmerman, and she's currently the guitar player for the Michael Jackson One Experience at Circus LA and at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Currently, the show is shut down due to the coronavirus, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be back up soon. Um, so yeah, we talk about her start on playing the guitar back in Israel at the age of 15 and how she moved to America, attended Berkeley School of Music, did some time in Los Angeles playing with different bands and different musicians. And then uh, we talked about how she ended up uh, getting that Michael Jackson gig. And um, she uh, currently resides in Vegas uh, for that gig. So uh, we're going to start the program. She has a three-song EP that she released like uh, a couple years ago, 2018. And uh, we're going to play a track from that EP. Really, really, really good uh, EP there. The music is awesome. So the first song is, um, or the song that we're going to play before the show starts is uh, called Space Cats. So... uh, We'll get to the show, so enjoy the song Space Cats, and as soon as that's over, we'll start the interview. Thank you, and enjoy the podcast. Thanks.
All right, people, thank you for tuning in to All Things Guitars and Music, a podcast by Vapor Guitars. Uh, my name is Vapes, but most of you know me as Jim. But um, this week's guest, we have Shani Kimmelman, um, and she joins us on Facebook Messenger. How are you today? I'm doing great, thank you. Good, good. How are you doing with the quarantine? Oh, uh, well, that's not as great. You know, it's been like four months, and... Uh getting kind of you know bummer real bummer because doesn't look like anything is gonna return anytime soon but i'm keeping busy and uh working on some originals oh nice nice so uh um i i follow you on instagram and facebook and i love all your videos uh especially the uh, the covers that you do of nuno bentoncourt and eddie van halen uh thank you so much I mean, I mean, Nuno Bentoncourt to me is like a, he should be bigger, bigger of a star than he is because he's really good. He's amazing. He's one of like the best guitar players ever on the planet. And uh, he's one of my top favorite guitarists. Yeah, he's really good. And just the, the, the way he plays is good. And then I see the videos of you doing all his crazy leads. And it's like, does that come easy to you? Um, well, not all of them. I mean, it's, it's, I think with Nuno, it's really hard to, to play it with the pocket that he plays with, you know, yeah. to get the groove, even if it's, uh, like, um, I covered, uh, Cupid's Dead and it's not a very technical, uh, tune, you know, yeah. uh, like the solo part, but it was challenging to really, you know, nail the right groove and keep it up. Uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, whatever, like, you know, the all his uh, fast... The faster tapping licks are easier for me, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's just crazy. It's like... But you play it with ease, where us guys, we make our, you know, funny faces when we're trying <laughs> to play all this stuff. So um, how, let's go to the beginning. How did you get started playing guitar? Um, well, I started at 15. Um, mm -hmm. That's when I st first started like taking guitar lessons. And before that, I, um, I tried to kind of convince my parents for about a year that I want to play guitar. Um, and I was listening to a lot of metal and some shredders too actually like uh, uh jason becker and marty friedman and uh cacophony how did you was, get into uh, how did you get into uh like listening to the metal guitar shredder guys as a youngster um that's a super weird story so i was uh sitting uh i was sitting on my computer one day and um uh, at that time uh um, there was uh, Imish and Emule, and you could kind of like, you know, download. Uh, I know it's not nice. Uh, <laughs> you could kind of like download your favorite music. Yeah. And you could also message the people that would uh, download music from you. Oh, so okay. I was downloading the Beatles okay. <laughs> from this dude, uh, and then he sends me a message i had no idea that like you know that metal is a thing yeah and um i was downloading like some beatles album or something like that and this guy sends me a message and he said you know what uh if you like the beatles uh here's like two bands that you should also download and listen to and you recommended opeth okay and, <laughs> and uh Wow. So, so I, I downloaded that, and I also like saw Fear Factory. Oh, wow. And I thought the name was cool, because uh, you could see their folders and stuff like that. So I thought yeah. the name was cool, so I downloaded Fear Factory, too. And I was blown away. And I still didn't know that metal is a thing, so I just, like, you know, I listened to these three bands. Yeah. And, um... um and then I started, like, uh, you know, doing my, my research, looking for uh, 
for more bands that sound like it. Uh, and you're uh, you're 15 at this time, right? You're saying? Yeah, and none of my friends was into you know metal and all those stuff, and we 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 didn't like we didn't know that you know it was like Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys, <laughs> and, you know? Yeah, pop music. And and so once I I discovered that I just started really digging online and looking for lots of bands and uh, I discovered um, obviously you know I right away I found the Giants and I started listening to them I really liked it yeah and I also did some like crazy underground metal bands like I went all the way from crazy grindcore. You know that was recorded in your toilet. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what were you so, living at at this time? I was in Israel. Okay, so that's where you're from, right? Yes. Now, um, at that time, when you're discovering all this music on your own, was there like radio stations that played rock music or metal music? Oh uh, no, no. No. So you literally had to find it yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah, and I was just, you know geeking and uh, and just spending time home and later about like a year later um, I met some friends uh, that also introduced me to like uh, children of bottom and tool oh, wow. um, and and you know when I had some you know friends to share like my love for metal with but at first it was just like me sitting in my computer and looking, looking some new music. And at that time while you were listening, um, were you trying to learn uh, to play those songs that you were listening to? Not yet. Um, I, was, uh, I was just listening to it a lot. Then I, um, with, uh, with Children of Bottom, I, um, I started like, you know, just singing all their solos, like, mm-hmm. Uh, in gibberish and it was <laughs> kind of like weird yeah. and and um and then i i just like asked i started really asking my parents that um to like to get me some guitar or guitar lessons or anything like that uh-huh. and um it took a while to convince them yeah were, um, were they into they music your your family are they into music as well? Yeah, they're all musicians. Oh, okay. Um, they're all jazz musicians. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I like jazz. I like to play jazz sometimes. Um, so they they didn't think I'll uh, they didn't think I'll stick to it at first, but after like a year of not leaving them alone and not giving them a break, they <laughs> they gave up. So and they bought and you I, a guitar. I stuck to it. What I'm kind? Of, uh, they bought you a guitar at that time. Finally. Um, at first, they just. Uh, um, I picked up this like I had this classical guitar. Okay. Um, and and I picked it up from my uh, grandparents. It's like it was really really old. No one touched it for years. Mm-hmm. And I just took it. And it turned out it's a really, really good guitar. Yeah. And um, I so I started taking. Um, uh, my dad signed me up with the uh, jazz teacher. Uh-huh. So I started playing like jazz standards and um, and you know and mostly like stuff that I could play on classical guitar. And I would try to. I tried to play, um, my teacher didn't really, like, know any metal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to play some of my stuff, some of my favorite uh, stuff on that classical guitar, but it was very far sounding, you know? <laughs> yeah. So how long did you play with the uh, that guitar? Uh, about a year, and then uh, I got, like, uh, first... Uh, electric guitar. It was a court. Okay. And um, then I started. Uh, you know, uh, I still couldn't play like all my metal stuff, but it was a bit closer. Yeah. And uh, I think um, 
for my uh, for my 18th birthday is when I got the Ibanez gem. Yeah. And that's like that guitar just is with me ever since. Is that the one that's in the videos that you have on YouTube? Yep, the white guitar, yeah, yeah. the Steve model. Yeah, and you still have that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's uh, my most prized possession. <laughs> that's a six-string one, right? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a six-string. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the, the video I see you with, with, with that guitar. And so um, after that, uh, did you just stick with Ibanez? Um, yeah, yeah. I always loved Ibanez. I never really liked Fender. Uh -huh. uh, I just thought, like, you know, the... I just didn't like the, the, that round Fender tone. Yeah. <laughs> some, some people won't like me anymore after saying that, but uh, I just always thought Ibanez were just the best guitars. Yeah. I mean, there, there's guitars for everybody, you know? You got yeah. the Gibson people that don't like the Fender and vice versa. Um, I have both. I have Ibanez. Um, I have a guitar collection, so I like them all. Yeah. My main guitars that I play with my band is uh, uh, a Gibson SG and a Gibson Les Paul. That's awesome. Yeah. That's just hey, for... Do you have any, like, super old Ibanez guitars in your, like... Oh yeah. Uh, universe in a swell series. I have um, an Ibanez Destroyer. I think it was built in 1981. Um, it has the original Kramer um, whammy bar on there. It's it's a one knob, one switch. No, it's I'm sorry. It's two knobs and one switch with one pickup. Um, and when some people that know about guitar, when they come to my house, they offer me some money to buy it. And I'm like, no, I'm keeping that forever. That's a that's a smart decision. Yeah, because uh, it, it's a collector's item because they don't make them anymore, and it was built like 1981, um, and I paid like 150 bucks for it, you know. So um, that's amazing. But yeah, that Ibanez I'm gonna keep forever. It's kind of like, almost could be like a, like in a museum of Ibanez guitars. I'm so I'm sorry. Say again. That guitar is like something like if Ibanez had a, a museum, oh. that guitar could go in there because they don't make them anymore and a lot of people are looking for it right now. Those yeah, early I think, 80s. Uh, I think some uh, lots of Ibanez from like early 90s are like they are super rare by now and it's so hard finding them, but they are, they are the best guitars. Yeah, um, they are pretty good. So, um, so you... You're from Israel. When did you come to America? Um, I actually came here five years ago. Um, really, almost five. Like in a few weeks, I'm gonna gonna mention my five years in the U.S. And um, I. What city did you go to first? I went to Boston. I I basically I signed up for Berkeley College of Music. Oh, okay. And. It was my way to, you know, put my first step here, and uh, I got in on a scholarship, so wow, I could get a student visa, and uh, you know, because I, I I couldn't pay for Berkeley, it's like it's like half hard, so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> and then the, and then you came out by yourself. Yeah. Wow, that's and, a big um, move for somebody, you know, somebody young. And you just come out here to a different country all by yourself and just, yeah, that's awesome. So you did the Berkeley thing? Yeah, I did that um, for like, I, I graduated um, and then after you graduate, you get one more year when you're allowed to work on that student visa. Oh, okay. And also stay in the U.S. And um, I basically kind of decided one morning that I'm, I'm moving no matter what and I didn't have any idea how to do that uh -huh. and my dad said um, that Berkeley scholarship tour is coming to Israel in, in like a, two weeks later yeah 
So we said, like, maybe if you sign up for, like, audition for a scholarship and you get one, then you could, uh, then you could go, you know? Yeah. So that's what I did. And then you got the scholarship. That's nice. Yeah. And then, um, and then you did that for a while. And then I, I see that you moved, you, you lived in LA, right? Yeah. Right after, like. Two days before I officially graduated, I was already on my way to LA. Now, when you uh, and then you came out to LA by yourself again. Um, well, I when I got to LA, I uh, I was living uh, with a boyfriend at the time that uh, we we met uh, at Berkeley, uh-huh. and we moved together to LA. Okay. And you came out here to do the rock star dream? <laughs> yeah, and mostly get away from the weather and food in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, not, I'm not made for the East Coast. No, it gets cold over there and hot and humid, which is where California, um, it's pretty much almost summer year-round. Um, but yeah, we have the good weather here. And then, uh, and then you stayed in L.A. for how long? Um, I stayed there for two years. Were you in uh, bands? Yeah, I played with a bunch. I was gigging with a bunch of bands, and um, I actually wanted to, like, L.A. was my main goal. Uh-huh. Like, I wanted to be in L.A. in the first place, and I, at first, I actually checked for, like, studies, to study in MI, but they don't really, they didn't have any scholarships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, once I, I, I always like, I always wanted to, like, I was uh, being aiming to get to LA. So just as soon as I graduated with Berkeley, I knew I had a year to, to kind of find my way there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, what was the name of uh, some of the bands you played with? Any, any bands that went on to make it? Um, well, let me think. Not really. I mean, I had a few like local bands that I played with, and I played a couple of gigs with the Iron Maidens. I uh, subbed, I filled in for uh, Courtney twice. Oh, nice. And that was. That was probably like the best, best thing ever because these girls are super, super awesome. Uh, except for like being great musicians, they're great people, really fun to, to hang with and um, and play with, like great vibe. Yeah, that band, I mean, that's really good because I love Iron Maiden and it's like, Watching them do all these Maiden songs and all these leads and, you know, the bass runs and all that's incredible. When you, when you filled in for them, was it hard to learn all those Maiden songs? Oh, yeah. Because there was a lot. uh, When uh, Linda, I think Linda contacted me first and uh, she's like, uh, yeah, would you, would you mind filling in for Courtney? And I was like, holy fuck, because last time I tried, I couldn't play Iron Maiden. Oh, <laughs> it was wow. like pretty much probably before I got the first electric guitar. So I uh, I sat down and I learned all the parts, um, all the songs, and I was practicing it for every day uh-huh. for about two or three months before the, the show, like before the first show with them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was that in L.A. that you uh, played? Um, I played with them one show in L.A. And uh, another show, uh, I don't remember where it was. Um, it was in some, like, you know, casino in the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> Out in the desert somewhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, that's cool, and then um, and then you you ended up in Vegas, right? Or you're in Vegas now? Yeah. And then uh, what made you go to Vegas from LA? So I got um, 
I got it. Um, uh, I got a job with Cirque du Soleil to play for the show uh, Michael Jackson One. Um, be their guitar player, and um, I moved to Vegas for that because uh, it's a residential show. And actually, the day I moved to Vegas was exactly four years from the day I got to the U.S. Okay, so that was that. That makes it a special date. So that's a good gig, right? I mean, are they working now since this COVID nineteen thing, or? Oh no, they no. are. Uh, they took off all of their shows went dark since um, middle of March. Uh huh. And uh, I don't know when it will be back again. I I miss it terribly. I I loved being there so much. So you uh, you had to go through the audition process to get that gig. Uh, was it hard? Um, well, the audition I I auditioned for a different uh, show with them. Okay. A year a year earlier. Uh huh. And then um, and then they started offering me other shows every time they would email me and ask me would you be interested to play in this production and this production I'm like yes 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 <laughs> just just take me already yeah because that's and, a good uh, paying gig i think you know and then when the when the um yeah they kept offering me stuff and then i always said yes and then they didn't get back to me and then um about a year later they offered me the Michael Jackson, uh-huh. and I said yes. And this time they uh, they said okay. They brought me to audition in Vegas. Yeah. And and about a month later, they told me that I got it. And I actually I can say that I do not remember a single moment from the audition. It's like I totally blacked out. Oh my God. Where was it at? <laughs> What? It was in Vegas. Where was it at? Was it at the casino where the show is? Yeah, yeah. It was the same stage. Uh, the show. It was at the Mandalay Bay at the Michael Jackson Theater. Oh wow! And I mean, I did, I did good in the audition. I just, I, I remember like coming in there, saying hi, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. And then I remember going out of there. Oh my God! And then. Um, Wow. So when you audition, you only had a pretty much audition just once? Um, yeah, yeah. I sent them like a video audition before. Okay. Wow. And then, um, so you got that gig and what was it like a couple of shows a night or just one show a night? Uh, it's two shows every night, uh, five days a week, sometimes six days. And there's a lot of people there at each show, right? Yeah, the the like when it's when it's in full capacity, it was about two thousand people wow. in the audience, maybe uh, eighteen hundred. That's that's a lot of people, you know, every night. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, how long were you, how long did that show go on until it got uh, put on hold in March? This show has been going on for I think, oh, maybe seven years. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a that's a long time. They a lot of their shows are like you know running for many years, like uh, thirteen years for uh, Kusa, I think, and mm-hmm. um, have lot uh, lots of shows. Well, I bet you can't wait to get back to doing that again. Yeah, it's a it's a great experience, and it's um, it's different than any than any other um, performing experience I've had because you're you're learning to to get used to the fact that you're playing the same thing every day, the same exact thing twice. <laughs> yeah. And it really teaches you something and, you know, how to put aside even, you know, like 
the the music aspect for half a second and focus on the performing aspect. Yeah. And you know, I I got very comfy on stage. I got the stage time that I needed, and you know, and and I learned to work with um, like you you have to I don't know like I have a solo and in the middle of the solo, of course it would fall right on the hardest lick. I would have to like take a few steps backwards, take a few steps left to the right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, the performance, you have to focus on that. Yeah, so it's, it's very, there is so much added value that you can get from it. And it's, it's just so much fun. Wow, so how do you like living in Vegas? I really like it. It's uh, it's fairly quiet here, comparing to LA. Yeah, LA is crazy yeah. and too fast. What? LA, it's like it, it's too fast. It's crazy. There's things going on all the time. Vegas is kind of just like kind of kicked back a little bit. Yeah, but it's Vegas is a. It's like there is the strip. Yeah. And the minute you get off the strip. It's a completely different place. Yeah. Normalcy a little bit. How you like how you uh, liking the weather out there, the heat? I'm I'm good with the heat. Oh yeah? <laughs> I'm I'm still like Boston traumatized, so I don't care. Yeah, the heat's better. Um like when you're freezing cold, I mean there's only so much you can do to stay warm, you know? Yeah. But when it's hot, there's AC, and if if you got a swimming pool, that helps a lot. You know. Yeah, I I, I don't deal with cold. I I don't mind the heat, but cold is not. When I was in Boston, I would buy clothes um, like two and three size, uh-huh. a lot uh, bigger than my size, and I would get out of the house wearing like five pairs of pants. Like five sweaters, two coats on top of that, whatever you want, two pairs of gloves. And, um, and you're still cold. Yeah, <laughs> I looked like a bubble and I was still freezing. Wow. Well, yeah, that's no good. That's not fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, so here it's easy, you know? Keep it light. T-shirts. So, so during. Everything is good. During the downtime, this Michael Jackson thing. What are you doing now? Are you uh, you, you working on new music to put out? Because uh, I've been listening to the EP you put out a couple of years ago. That's really good. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I've been working on uh, some new music, uh, and uh, it, when the quarantine started, at first I was doing a lot of cover videos. Yeah. Um. I think I put like three or four every month the first uh, couple months and uh, but then with everything that's been happening you know I I think first of all people are really not into that stuff right now you know there's better things to 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 watch Mm -hmm. and uh, and I just I I found myself like focusing more on original stuff yeah Well, that's cool. So uh, right now you're just working on uh, new music to put out eventually. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure when. You know, I don't have any timeline or anything like that. I'm just taking it. Um, you know, as it goes, there's lots of uh, uh, collaborations and. Uh, uh, musicians that I uh, started working with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's exciting, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of musicians out there in uh, Vegas, right? There are, but I I personally don't know many. <laughs> oh no. Uh, it's not like in LA where you know every day. You have a jam session somewhere in town, or you know, uh, or it, it was harder for me to to find a like 
the actual scene. I think it's not just not the same scene like it is in in LA. Yeah, LA. I know. It's... I know a few a few musicians here. You know, they are great. Mm-hmm. But at first, um, because in in the Cirque du Soleil, the you know, most performers performers are acrobats and dancers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only you know, it's it's the the people that I knew from work at first. These were the only people I knew in town. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of entertainers out there. Do they feed you dinner for free, or how does that work in a casino? Um. Well. You had a buffet, but I never went there. Uh huh. I think I went there actually once, and I was like, okay, no. <laughs> uh, it was the Mandalay Bay uh, buffet, but um, no, they don't. They don't feed you. They you have like obviously like lots of benefits uh, mm-hmm. as a as a worker for the company, but. But they, uh, you know, like, it's it's basically kind of like a day job. You get there at 5, 4, 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you get ready for the show, play two shows, and go back home. And do it again the next day, huh? Yep. Yeah. Wow. I always wondered how the entertainers, like, they got free food. Because, like, when I go to the shows, I like to watch the musicians, too. Um, and I always look at them thinking, I wonder if that's a good gig, you know, how much do they get paid? Do they get free food? I'm I'm asking myself these questions every time I see it, you know, it's a great, great gig. Um, definitely, you know, um, it is for, I can tell you that, you know, I would like to keep develop musically beyond so disarray because you know you can you can play the same thing same beat it solo for a year or two five mm-hmm. ten i don't know um but eventually you you might want to do some other stuff as well you know yeah tour. um get your own band going there's i know their first guitar player that uh did the role of the muse mm-hmm. um she she left uh and she she later like you know toured the whole world with, like with this crazy metal band oh, yeah. um uh so yeah so people wanna wanna do other stuff as well but i i wasn't there long enough to get sick of it yet yeah yeah you're you're the newbie <laughs> yeah was the um for the michael jackson show what's the hardest lead that you have to play? Or is there a hardest lead for you? Um, I mean, there isn't, I don't think there's, the, the parts are not hard to play. Um, I play the, I play the beat it solo. Uh-huh. I play, uh, and I play a few other solos that are like, you know, my own. Um, or kind of like, you know, similar to what other guitarists played before. Yeah. But I, I think like, um, the, like playing, it's, it's not, it's not hard, especially not when you do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so what else do you, what do you do for fun out in Vegas since you're on your downtime right now? Oh no, I, I didn't even get out of the house. I go out once a month to buy groceries and I, I keep it, keep inside. Yeah. Well, that's uh, good. Make these, sure you're safe. These last few months, I just, um, you know, just basically play guitar and, uh, write music, but in my home. Yeah. Well, that's good. Keep the AC on and, uh, Enjoy playing the playing the guitar. That's what I've been doing too. Yeah, you know. and uh, I mean, you gotta stay safe. I don't know. It's, uh, and there isn't much to do. The city really 
is really, really dead. But they opened up, didn't they? I mean, the casinos are open, I think. Yeah, they, they did. Um, it looked like a complete ghost town. The strip was completely dark. Yeah. I think until sometime in May. Yeah. Um, they even turned off all the lights. Wow, that's and weird. And now uh, things started to reopen a little bit, but I think it's closing back again. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, downtown L.A. has been like a ghost town, too, because I worked down there, and then uh, before I started working from home, it was it was dead. You know, usually there's like 100,000 people just walking around all over the place, and then there's nobody. Yeah, it's it's crazy times. It's really it's weird to see. Yeah, it's crazy. And here in Huntington Beach, everyone's out and about, and a lot of people don't wear a mask. And I'm like, what, what's going on here? You know? Like, there's no yeah. quarantine over here. That's why I'm not rushing to, you know, get out of my house even when things start to open up a little bit because I'm, I'm kind of worried, you know, that if it opens too soon and... I don't. I don't want to be one of those, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because a couple of weeks ago, when we were supposed to do this, I was. I got the flu, and then remember I told you I had to cancel. Yeah. So I went and got tested for for the COVID, and it came out negative. But they said I just had like a regular flu, but man, it messed me up for like three nights. Like I never shivered like that and sweated. You know, that's and was, crazy. And then, that's uh, really scary. And my wife is like, because she works in retail, so she's like, I can't go back to work until we both get tested. You know, so yeah. she had to take the test. We both took it, and came back negative. But man, I, I kind of got scared because I was like, when it was in China at first, I was like, oh, it's not going to come here. <laughs> now look it. Yeah, and. Um... Um, first of all, I'm glad that you're okay and that thank you, know, you. Then it's not COVID. Yeah, uh, thank you. That you're feeling better. That's like most important thing. Yeah, I was out though for a few days. I was kind of, I kind of got scared though, you know. Yeah. Because I just woke up and then boom, it was there. And then I was, I couldn't even work. I slept for a couple of days and then took the test and then. I didn't even have an appetite. And, you know, if you know me, I have an appetite all the time. So I didn't eat for a few days. But now, now everything's back to normal. So that's Very good. Great. But it's scary, though. <laughs> so okay, getting towards the end of this, um, I want to ask you some, you know, off-the-wall questions. Um, yeah. So during the quarantine, what, what TV shows are you watching? You watch Netflix or Amazon Prime? Uh, not really. I'm... Uh, I'm the only thing I watch is horror movies. Um, I usually stream them, uh, and that's the only thing I've been watching in the past few years. Yeah. And uh, I have a, it's kind of silly, but I rate my uh, horror movies on my Instagram story. Oh, yeah? And then I have, like, you know, on the Instagram highlights. Yeah. I have like a list of all movies I watched in the past year since I started rating them. Wow. Do you, so you, you like scary movies. Um, scary movies to me, sometimes they're comedy to me. Yeah. I, I start <laughs> laughing. don't get to be rated. <laughs> yeah, like I, I took my son. He likes scary movies. We went to go see The Nun. Oh, that's a cool one. And then it was like, I was kind of like laughing the whole time. And there was this couple that was next to me that was kept on jumping and getting scared. But like, to to me, scary movies is like the car never starts, the door never opens, and when they kill the the bad guy, he always comes back alive because they only shoot him one time. I'd be like unloading the gun and making sure he's dead before I run. Yeah, there's always there's always you know the the backstory that's kind of like the same in so many movies yeah um but there is uh there i, I don't really i don't really get scared yeah uh, um i just like watching it i mean it's it's cooler for me than uh 
you know, watching some drama or like I don't know, some chick flick or whatever, you know. Yeah. What what what's your favorite scary movie that like really scared you? Um Okay, well a f- the 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 human centipede is the hardest one to watch ever. That's just that's completely sick. What is it called? Human centipede. Okay. That's just like sick. It's so hard to watch. I I had to like actually take breaks. <laughs> you know, go get a glass of water, scroll through Instagram like in the middle of the movie before I could finish it. Um that's um, that's really really bad movie, and um, there is this movie. It's called The Little Necro Red. Okay. And that's an awesome movie. It's it's like so gore. It's and it's made. It's beautifully made. You know, it's like I I I. I I can't like find myself many times saying gore and beautiful in the same sentence. But that <laughs> movie is killer. Yeah. Wow. So, um, and then uh, a couple more questions. What's your favorite food? Oh, favorite food. Um, well, I guess my, my like, oh, that's a hard question. I like Chinese food, mm-hmm. and I like, uh, you know, like Chinese Thai food, all those stuff, and I like my, you know, Israeli food, like dishes from home, some pastries. Is, is there any uh, uh, restaurants in Vegas uh, for uh, restaurants from Israel, or you get that type of food? I didn't see any in uh, Vegas, but I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't exploring Vegas that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really, uh, when you play like 10 shows a week and you get one day off, you don't really want to get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, you just want to stay in your room, at least for me. Um, I, in LA, there's lots of Israeli spas, like Israeli food. Um, but, and I know there's a, a couple in Vegas, but I didn't really try it. Was there a lot in the L.A.? Yeah, in L.A. there's a lot. Because in L.A., you know, Southern California, there's there's foods from all over the world, you know, everywhere. Yeah, and uh, there's parts of L.A. when there's like a, a big Israeli community. Mm-hmm. I, ac- I didn't know that, and I accidentally moved to one of these parts, I, at first when I moved to LA, I was living in Tarzana, mm-hmm. and the first week I got there, I didn't. I only heard people talking Hebrew in the street. I didn't even hear English. I was like, "Where did I get to? <laughs> did I go on the wrong flight?" <laughs> well, that's that's everywhere in Southern California because you know, Armenia is uh, Glendale. Right. You know, and then over here in Orange County, you got Westminster uh, Garden Grove, which is, you know, like Asian community, like literally all the the signs, the street signs, everything is is in, you know, Asian writing. So you got you could go everywhere. That's very cool. I really like it. You know, downtown L.A. where I work, we have. J-Town for Japanese and then you got Chinatown and you got Koreatown. Right. You know, so there's a lot of good places to eat. <laughs> so they, uh, they, they are. They have great. They have great food in California. Yeah. So it's it's uh you can get food anywhere. Um, okay. So what what bands are you into now? Like like new bands or you know that you're into right now? Um, lately I've been uh, listening to actually some a lot of some dubstep. Um, as far as like, uh, there's this artist, uh, that I really like, uh, he's named Kay Hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been listening to some like electronic stuff and like melodic dubstep and it's, 
it's really cool. Um, you have a little bit of, of that in your music, combining huh? Combining it with my earlier influences when yeah. I'm writing music. And um, I've, as far as like metal bands, I actually went back to listening to bands that I didn't listen for a while. Uh-huh. Um, so from like, you know, Megadeth and... Um, and uh, Marty and Jason, you know, they yeah. had some uh, solo albums um, and some Lamb of God. They have like a new crazy album. Yeah. Um, so a... I've been going more to like groove and some thrash and, and my dubstep stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like some of the electronic stuff myself. I, I really like it. I think uh, I think it's a great great tool that you you can only you know yeah so, some stuff you can you can do with an instrument you can only do in your computer but if you're a good musician you know it it doesn't matter what instrument you play yeah so what kind of amps do you use? I don't um, I don't have an app, so I'm using emulators. Okay. Um, just because I moved so often, uh -huh. I, in in four years, I moved eight times. Wow. And some of these times were, you know, from crossing the country, you know, from east to west. Sometimes I would go back to Israel for a couple months. And every time I had to get rid of whatever gear that I couldn't take on the plane with me. Mm -hmm. So I I kept it pretty light, you know, just two guitars. At first, when I just got to Boston, I got, um, I got an amp and I got like um, monitor speakers. And, and three months later, I had to like sell them half price. Oh, wow. Uh, just because I had to keep. Uh, leave super quick so uh, I didn't gear up yet uh, and I couldn't really afford a lot of you know music gear mm -hmm. because living in LA is harsh financially oh yeah and it wasn't until uh, wasn't until Cirque du Soleil that I could um, get more stuff for myself and you know gear start gearing up again yeah, I, I hear you on that one. Everything is, uh, instead of having these big amps and cabinets, it's uh, like a, using a Kemper and a 212-inch cabinet, you know, these days. Uh, I had a Black Star for a while. I really like that. Um, and in my early years in Israel, I had a... Uh, I had a cab. I I think it was a JCM a hundred and Marshall. later uh, the two thousand. Uh huh. That yeah. was really nice. Do you miss I home? Like Marshall. Do you miss uh, Israel sometimes? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's beautiful over there. It is. It is uh, one of the. It's a very special place. Um, mm -hmm. I miss my family. I miss my cat. And I have, you know, a couple of good friends that I grew up with. That they're basically, you know, everyone is there. But I didn't really leave too much behind. I, I knew that I'm not going to uh, come back. So I'm not in touch with many people. Mm -hmm. Um and you know I don't have I don't even have a bank account in Israel <laughs> so I, I just I just left you just left and knowing that I won't be returning anytime soon wow wow that's one place I would like to visit because uh, I have a couple of friends that they say it's really beautiful over there the beaches yeah, yeah. it's a lot like uh, it's a lot like California but on a smaller, way smaller scale. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is some kind of like a special vibe. 
Yeah. I was supposed to visit my family in March. Uh-huh. Um, when all this started? Yeah, right before uh, quarantine started. And, you know, just um, it was a matter of like two weeks after I had my ticket booked, the flight company called, canceled it. The the sky closed down. And yeah. So I... I kind of miss visiting my family because I didn't see them for a really long time. And I didn't visit Israel for, I think, two years now. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, all right, so we're getting towards the end of the show. I'm going to be playing uh, one of your songs in the beginning of the show. What song would you like me to play? Um, Off your I guess EP. Space Cats is my favorite. Yeah, I think that's the one I posted on my story. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was uh, just introducing my new, uh, a new guitar model, and then I put your song behind it. Worked out pretty good. <laughs> so. Thank you so much. Yeah, how can people reach you? Let everyone know how they can reach you. So, um, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, it's Shani.Kimoman. Um and my profiles, these are my private profiles, but they are open, mm-hmm. you know, so I post pretty much everything public, so, um, and on YouTube, they can search my name, they will find, the, uh, you know, they, they will find my channel, but yeah. if you want to go straight to my channel, it's uh, Shanibanez. <laughs> okay. It's like a nickname I, I made up when I was 15 and I turned out you can you, and I signed up to YouTube with that and turned out you can change that so oh, okay that's yeah. my URL it's like my name and the word Ivan has connected oh, okay yeah <laughs> cool that's how people can reach you and then on all my socials I'll go ahead and uh, you know promote your sites as well my stories and all that I'm so. sorry I'm going to be promoting your websites, you know, your Instagram and all that on my social pages as well. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for doing the show. I really appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm glad we finally had, finally had the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Because so we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, you were sick was last weekend or the weekend before. Yeah. And so I'm glad we were able to do it this weekend. Yeah, it's great. And so... Well, anyways, I want to thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm trying to focus on female guitar players because I see a lot of them that are really talented, like you. And, um, and like I tell my guitar player buddies, the female guitar players, they shred with ease. Like I said, it's like it doesn't seem like it's difficult for you guys to play. You know what I mean? Like I learned, I'll learn some Steve Vai stuff, and it, it'll be months before I get it down. You know, I can tell you like uh, some some of the stuff I covered on YouTube, especially in my earlier videos. Mm-hmm. I worked really hard until I managed to nail it. Um, I practiced for a really long time. Yeah, you know the uh, remember that uh, the Crossroads movie with Steve I. Yeah, um, and then uh, I forget the actor. Uh, Anyways, uh, the the cut heads part where they're battling it out. Yeah, well, that's a legendary. Yeah, so it took me about six months to to get that right. I could play note for note, but not the same, not the right speed. Okay, so what I did is I played it note for note to the T, and then my son had a program on his phone that I could speed speed up the the video. So I sped up the video and I was sending it to all my friends and only one of them figured out that I'd sped the tape up. And so, you know, I go, you won, you won, because I was just waiting for somebody to notice that I sped it up. You and know, no one did. No one noticed it because then I was moving my body slow. Yeah. You know, to for the speeding up. And then uh, <laughs> my buddy, Eric, he's in that band Dark Angel. He's a he texts me right away. Why did you speed up the tape? Like. <laughs> like he knew it and I just did it I wasn't like serious I just I wanted to see my guitar player friends to see if they noticed 
And, That's funny. And only one of them did. And I'm like, really? The other guys didn't even notice. I mean, it's it was totally obvious. I uh, I uh, used uh, to slow down many songs and you know learn them play play at half speed at first and yeah. then build it up until I get to the you know until I'm able to play with the song. Yeah. Wow. So okay, well I'm going to let you go because uh, my time is my my recorder is about to stop, but. Uh, I really appreciate it. And um, when you do have new music uh, coming on or the Michael Jackson show opens back up, you know, let me know and I'll uh, tell all my uh, people about Thank it. Thank you so much. I will keep you posted about it and uh, for sure. Yeah. And then I'll come out maybe, you know, take my wife and son to go see you perform at the show as well. I would love to uh, invite you once the show is back, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure we'll do that because... Uh, we're Michael Jackson fans, so kind of want to see that. His uh, his music is uh, is you know it's legendary. It's gonna live forever. Yeah. And, uh, it's still so relevant, you know. Oh yeah. So yeah, well definitely, I'll hit you up about that. Could love to see you play live. Thank you so much. Um, so thank you again for having me. And thank you for doing the show. I really appreciate it. And then uh, and that's it. You have a great, awesome day. All right. And uh, hopefully the show gets back so you can get back to work. <laughs> yes, I, I can't wait for that to happen. All right. All right. Well, you take care and uh, I'll probably release the uh, post this episode uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, great. Let me know and then I'll, you know, I'll post it on my social media as well. Okay. Tell all my friends to listen. I'll do that. All right, well, All you right. take care, and thank you again. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Wasn't that a great interview? That was an awesome interview. And as I was mentioning in the beginning of the uh, episode, um, I forgot to mention the name of her EP. It is called Escape Velocity. And... Uh, it's available on the internet. Just uh, you could go to Shani Kilmerman. Um, she has Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, there's a link um, on this podcast episode. And um, yeah, so the name of the um, EP is Escape Velocity. And I like that EP so much. I'm going to play another song for you to close out the show. And this song is called Beta Particles. Enjoy. And thank you for tuning in again to all things guitars and music and uh tune in next time thank you